Folks, your friendly neighborhood MEC chairman here. Talk Story is a production of the Hawaiian Airlines Master Executive Council in Honolulu, Hawaii. If you have any questions regarding it, please email halcommunications at alpa.org. Aloha, welcome to the second episode of Talk Story, a podcast for Hawaiian Airlines pods. Today we're talking all about bidding. We've got uh, MEC Block 4 Rep Adam Feldman. We have Vacancy Committee Chair Captain Lori Sebastian and the Scheduling Committee Chair Captain Josh Hamilton. Hey guys, how you doing? Good, Dang. how you doing? Doing good. It's pretty good. Early in the morning. It is early. That's my fault. I've ever woken well, up. <laughs> they've, they've, got, they've got the vacancy bid to, to take care of today. We so. do. Let's start with Josh. How do I get the schedule I want? How, <laughs> how yeah, do Josh. I win this war against PBS? Yeah, well, there's really not a war against PBS. You just kind of have to get in the right frame of mind. Uh, when we talk to new is pilots. That alcohol? Coming through, yeah, that helps. <laughs> it really does. Um, you kind of have to think like a computer. So I usually tell new hires that computers understand absolutes. I want this or I don't want this. They don't really understand maybes and kindas and that kind of thing. So back in my previous life when I was scheduling a committee at ExpressJet, manager crew planning there, I used to tell people, if you can verbalize what you want in your schedule, there's probably a way to, to make it happen. You really do got to kind of think like a computer. You got to, I, I feel like it's like kind of outsmarting it. I, I, there's no better way of In, in some it. ways it is because you are trying to think of ahead of what a computer program is going to do. And without exception of the practice bids, you don't really get to see what that output's going to be until the final result. So uh, the practice bids are kind of your favor or kind of work in your favor to some extent. I just remember practice bids assume that everybody has already bid and they're not going to change their bid. So those are the two biggest uh, common misconceptions about a practice bid. Because I don't know how many emails I've gotten. Well, the practice bid said I would hold X, Y, and Z, but the final award didn't. Well, again, under those assumptions and under whatever the final assumptions are that we do the bid award with, they, that may have changed. So uh, it's always best, especially if you're more junior, to give yourself more options. I got an email last month uh, with a similar type of situation where a relatively junior FO had bid one big group and something didn't work in that big group and there was nothing behind it. So the next thing behind it was just give me anything. And yeah. he got anything. Been there. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. It does the mistakes you make one time in your career. Uh -huh. and, yeah. But but I like what you, you mentioned about the practice bids, but do you find, it, what's the reason for that? Do people bid last minute and they're coming in at the last minute? or Some people I've heard say, I don't want anybody to see my bid uh, until right at the very end. So they hold off. Uh, other people just through um, scheduling may not be able, uh, their personal schedule may, may not be able to put one in. Um, this is kind of a good reminder that the PWA, the, the contract, requires all pilots to have a default bid. But when you change a category, so you change equipment or you change seat, that default bid goes away. And nobody knew this until the one time a pilot was relying on that default bid and it wasn't there. Uh, if you're not sure, you can always go into the PBS software, take a look and see if you've got a default bid in. Um, but uh, that will really help. The other thing with the default bid that some people I misunderstand is the default bid is not, well, if I don't get what's in my current bid, then the default bid kicks in. Mm. The default bid is only if you don't bid for the month. If you put one preference in your current bid, the default bid disappears. What's uh, the biggest um, issue you see time and time again with, with bidding month to month? Um, generally, what I've seen is, like I said, not giving yourself a, a second 
choice or second set of bid preferences. There's a couple of different ways you can do that. Some people like to bid for dates off. Uh, you know, you can bid for dates individually. Now, in both the old and the new interface, it doesn't matter. Whatever order you click on the dates is what the line is going to show. So if you say 10, 12, 3, 4, 5, then your bid preference will say prefer off whatever month, 10th, 12th, 3rd, 4th, 5th. Um, if you do a range of dates, it will just go from the first date to the last date in that range. Now, where that becomes important is if the system has to go into what's called denial mode, where it's got to start yanking some of your preferences. Why would it do that? And if you're not senior enough to hold the, the items that are there, uh, the preferences you've bid for, then it may go into denial mode. When it does that, it goes from right to left on that line. Uh -huh. Hebrew? Yes. <laughs> Took us all in Awkward pause. Yeah. yeah and the Jew yeah. said Hebrew. <laughs> Deal with it. Shalom. Um, Shalom. Uh, Mazel tov. Yeah. Um, if there's one date that's more important than the other, put it on a separate line because it assumes if you've got a, a list uh, of dates all separated by a comma, that each of those dates is equally important. So if one isn't equally important, like Christmas, then put that on a separate line. The other thing that people kind of get in trouble with is all or nothing. So they'll want these dates and say all or nothing. Again, going back to how a computer thinks, it's either all of them or none of them. So if something happens to put you on a trip on one of those dates, let's say a coverage award right, falls on one of those dates, it can no longer satisfy all or nothing. So that bid preference disappears. disappears. So again, kind of going back to thinking like a computer, give it multiple options. You got to you gotta say all or nothing and then give it a, a backup. Right. So the way to get to the backup is another phrase, else start next big group. So you can say, give me December 23rd, 24th, 25th, all or nothing. So I want all of those. Else start next big group. If it can't give you all of those three, then it goes to the next big group and starts to churn your bit. So that's how you can get it to the, the next phase. Uh, similarly, at the end of your big group, you can do what's called a clear schedule. So clear schedule and start next big group. It tells it exactly that. If you haven't given me what I've wanted up to this point, abandon my schedule, erase it, and go down to the next step. Ah, okay. So that's what that does. Yeah, yeah. that's what it does. So wipes so, everything clean and goes, okay, well, here's here's what I want instead. Right, because if you don't wipe it clean, it's going to stay in that group and start denying things until it gets you what you want. Talk to me about, uh, we got a weird system here where some months we flex up. So we raise the floor from 75 to 85 or, or, or we to change 80. to yeah. 80. Yeah, and just uh, flex up is only allowed six times a month. I'm sorry, six times a year for the kid that category so it's something that Lori and I both track because it's got implications on the vacancy side too but um, that basically raises the the floor instead of it taking 75 hours to hold a bin line it takes 80 hours and the the caps uh, go above that instead of the cap being 90 hours on a normal month it's 95 hours on a flex up month so that's what the flex up is so it's basically you need to fly more in order to hold a bin line so you said that has implications for the vacancy rate, right? Yes. Can you elaborate? <laughs> well, sort of. Not necessarily the flex up, but uh, red days. 
we'll talk about red days. I'll let Josh get more into that because he's he's the expert on red days. But basically, um, I get a report. Well, I get it from Josh, but he gets it from the company too, I believe, and you guys track it. But uh, if there's ten red days in um, in a month, that's considered below min staffing. So basically, they don't have enough pilots to staff that category, that seat in category. And that leads us into what's happening right now. As you all know, we've been very understaffed on the 321, both captain and first officers. So the company basically admitted to us and, and gave us the data in uh, November that both the 321 FO and 321 captain positions have been below min staffing for four consecutive months. So November 15th, they give us that information. They have 60 days to run a new vacancy bid. And that's why you guys see 20-01 come out on January 15th. Now on the line, I've had guys ask me, uh, hey, why, why are we running vacancy bids back to back? Like, January, and then the contractually required vacancy bid of February 25th. And I said, well, both of them are contractually required. The company can ask us for relief on that, but in this case, they did not. So this bid right here that we're running that we're about to close is Josh and I look at it as a staffing bid. This is strictly to get staffing up on the 321, which is why those are the only vacancies that you saw on this bid. Uh, Due to the vacancies opening on that bid, though, other people are going to bid in and that opens secondary vacancies. So that leads me into my next point of, I think I wrote to you guys in a letter, a famous line that was told to me when I was hired years ago at my first airline was, bid what you want, not what you think you can hold. And the point of that is, a perfect example is, on the line I've heard a rumor recently of the fact that we're so sure on the 321s, quote, the company might release people from their freeze dates. Now, I'm here to tell you, I've heard the rumor. Uh, we've never heard anything like that from the company. So I'm going to say that that's not going to happen, most likely. But it could. But it could. Uh -huh. There is a section in the contract, in Section 20, which is what the Vacancy Committee mostly covers, uh, that says they can cancel freeze dates in seniority order. So if they decide, hey, you know what, not enough people bid this, or there's people in seat locks that can't get out of it, so we need to cancel these freeze dates, they will. So what we would do is look at your bid. If you didn't bid what you wanted because you're still frozen, then you're not going to get what you uh. want if the company releases freeze dates. So that's why it's so important to Honestly, if you don't know what you bid, please just bid again. It doesn't cost you anything. We get repeat bids all the time. But it doesn't cost you anything to put what you want. We have contractually required two bids per year. So it's twice a year to reflect and say, you know, what do I want to do? Where do I want to sit? What seat do I want to be in? What airplane? What kind of quality of life do I want? What does my family want me to do? And uh, really assess your personal situation and resubmit your bid anytime. And one of the things that came out of the last vacancy bid is now as vacancy committee members, we get to see your standing bids in real time when you submit it. Yes. We're on the email distribution list that it gets populated to. 
And occasionally we have reached out to pilots and have I've said, heard, I've heard this rumor that Josh will call you up and say, Hey, you <laughs> sure so you good. want to be? <laughs> He's so good. He's looking out for everyone. Oh, hey, I heard the seven one is good at this time of year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, uh, occasionally what we'll see is somebody um, bending uh, their current FO position and then a captain position right below it. Well, you're never going to get to the captain position because you're still the FO. So that was one I reached out to and basically said, our, is this what you want? You know, and it turns out that's what the pilot wanted, but just to kind of verify the other thing that we see and we saw in the last vacancy bid is the whole contingency option. Yes. There's two different ways you can bid contingencies. One is a numerical position uh, in the actual list of what number you want to be. The other one's a percentage. I want to be 50% or above on the list. That's kind of a moving target based on the secondary vacancies that, that Laurie had mentioned earlier. So in the last vacancy bid, we had a couple of pilots who specified contingencies that prevented them from holding what they probably would have wanted. Uh, there was one in particular who could have been a 71 captain now, but had out-contingencyed out himself. Was he, sen yeah. was he senior to <laughs> We didn't um, call him. Did yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We didn't was he senior to you, Josh? Uh, he, he was junior to us, but I don't know if he was senior to you, Adam, or not. Yes. Um, We're very selective yes. <laughs> in our bid but, advice. Yeah. But, but we try to look out for that now that we have access to it to say, hey, you know, this is how we would process it. If, you know, is that what you sure. want? Uh, and, and kind of going back to the reaching out for advice to dovetail on that on the scheduling side, I'd rather you reach out in the bid window and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Or can you take a look at my bid? Because I, we now have access to look at your bids on a monthly basis instead of the award happening. And now we've got to go, you know, you're upset because you didn't get what you wanted. Damage and control. Exactly. So Damage happens, control. I'm sure that happens way more than, than exactly. we realize. So I'd rather on the scheduling side, reach out ahead of time and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm trying to do. Will this happen? Uh, will this bid the way I have it set work? And I've had a few that have, and we've been able to change the bid to get it more in line with what they want. Speaking of damage control, you, can you touch upon there is that hardship clause? Uh, can we talk about that a little bit? Because that's kind of a, a touchy subject. In the section 20 of the contract dealing with um, the vacancy bids, there is a hardship clause that uh, basically says, you know, the company realizes, the union realizes that things happen within people's lives and um, they might need to change their bid. Not saying anything bad, it could have happened, but we basically got word passed down to us as the committee saying from the MEC, and since we have an MEC member here, I'll let him speak to that, but that they are going to be a lot more strict or stricter on who they give hardships to. And I don't want to imply to anybody that we're, we're kind of pointing fingers or, you know, calling, calling somebody out on something, but it's like anything else. If, if something gets abused too much, we, we right. risk everybody losing loses it. Right. The privilege. Uh, and then that's yeah. the concern. If, if everybody's grandparent, God forbid, died for the 18th time, it's going to be, it's going to be an issue. Right. Um, I guess don't point, be you know, afraid it's, it's, to it's, ask for a sure, hardship yeah. though. Sure. But it's, it's an honor system. It really is. Absolutely. And happens. if something does happen by all means, yes. but let's, let's, I guess the point here is yeah. you got to think about your bid. You, yeah. It's not mm -hmm. something you're two in the morning in Narita after a few sojus and you're <laughs> typing in a bid and you're you, you shoot it off from there it's you gotta sit specific. down and <laughs> or so i've said <laughs> allegedly allegedly we can take this opportunity real quick to tell everyone how 
a vacancy bid is processed. I actually this, this, a, this is going to blow your mind. This is really going to blow your mind. mind. This yeah. is what we're going to do in 45 minutes from now. I uh, just recently flew with someone and I was telling him it was on the flight from Maui to Honolulu and he was fascinated that it's still done this way. But um, we have close to, let's just call it rounding up, close to a thousand pilots and we will. And we are still doing the vacancy bid by hand. Whoa. So all of your bids yes. that you submit get printed out and put in one of eight binders. Yes, big sheet binders. Big, bind, big three-inch three-ring binders uh, in seniority order. And when we go up to do the vacancy bid uh, in a few minutes, we will pull out binder one, <laughs> pilot one, and say, what do they want? Yes. And we look wow. in the current vacancy bid process. and see what they have. And usually the first two to three binders go by pretty quick because nobody moves. Starting about binder four, then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> and everyone asked, "How were there so many? How how were there so many corrections needed on the last bid?" Mm -hmm. This is why it's literally a oh, this guy's moving from here. Let's take our sheet of paper, write that name in, cross this off, and open up a vacancy in that category. Well, guys, have uh, fun upstairs. How long will you be up there for? Is it is it a half Hours. a day? Oh, wow. I'd say probably six or seven. That's, it sounds least. like it could be like, you know, the NFL draft or something. <laughs> yeah. We should yes. like publicize well, it or something. People bring yeah. food and stuff, don't yeah. they? Oh, it's like a big I've pot I've got monopoly. Oh, you got monopoly. Oh, yeah. No. Yep. I mean, Cream puffs last time. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my family has a... 14-team fantasy football league, and our draft is a lot shorter than this Vegas. <laughs> we should do, like, fantasy football except for pilots and their bidding. And yeah. <laughs> that'd be a fun side bet. All right, guys. Well, good luck uh, this afternoon, and uh, hope you're not flooded with all the last-minute bids. Awesome. Uh, thanks. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, guys. Talk Story is a production of the Hawaiian Airlines Master Executive Council, produced in Honolulu, Hawaii. If you'd like to reach out, email us at halcommunications at alpha.org. Folks, Larry again. Join us February 18th for another epic LEC meeting at the new and improved Hawaiian Airlines Alpha offices at Kolpaka. Parking and refreshments will be provided. 